Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Hookzilla. I'm joined by Mr. Bones, once again. And we are going to talk about... Back by popular demand. Of course. Everybody. Ladies love Mr. Bones. Cool James. <laughs> it, does, it still works for you, so there you go. <laughs> Except for the cool part. Yeah, it's pretty hot in here. Um, thanks, Alabama, in October. Um... So tonight we're going to kind of talk about like first the fact that this is our favorite time of year and kind of like things that shaped us because I made you watch the craft with me today. Um, well, you made me. Well, uh, okay, so it was super influential for me because I was like 13 when it came out. Yeah. But, you know. It, there are these movies that are fundamentally kind of a part of who we grow up, grow into. Mm -hmm. And the craft was that. Like, I realized, hey, it made me question, like, the normal religion that I had grown up around. Um, like most other girls from Alabama. And also, you know, the outsider thing kind of resonated, which I think most teenagers yeah. can feel. But I, watching it as an adult, realized there were things that uh, I don't remember being <laughs> not so great as a kid. Um, so we're going to talk about our experience what? watching that. Yeah. And then we'll probably touch on some some obvious Destiny stuff because it's the most wonderful time of the year for Destiny. Typically, yes. This year might be the exception. <gasps> no! I haven't really played in a couple days, which is sad. I was going to do it today, but I didn't. As a player who has partaken in every festival of Lost, unfortunately, but not surprisingly, 2020 is probably the worst one yet. But 2020 is the worst one of most things. So, Destiny is unfortunately not uh, you know, um, is not going to be the exception to the rule there. Yeah. Um, I think when Festival of Lost started, I played for a couple days, but it was also, you know, coinciding when I went back to work. Right. Um, and I've kind of been working extra hours in the last couple weeks since I've been back, so I haven't really played a whole lot. It is kind of blah, not gonna lie. Well, it's like there's no I new... I don't know. We'll get into it. But. Yeah. Um, and then we'll probably touch on some movies that I'm, you haven't seen that I want you to watch and vice versa. Because that's always a thing with us. Yeah. And I guess that'll be this episode. So if that sounds interesting, you should probably keep listening. Um, so let's start with We Watch The Craft. You gonna start with the crowd? Okay, I'm yeah. start with the crowd. So, I loved that movie almost as much as The Crow, mm -hmm. around the same age. Mm -hmm. The Crow will forever be a bit higher tier. Um, it's like third, because there's Crow, Clueless, and then The Craft. Mm -hmm. Oh, sticking with the C's. Ah, look at that. I didn't even think about it. But it absolutely is. And the, those movies, people who know me, if mm. you think about those three movies. That's not wrong. No. <laughs> that is not wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm too much like Clueless to be goth, but I'm way not Clueless. So, I mean, it, put them you're all like, together, it's me. You, you're like Brittany Murphy in Clueless. Yeah. Like... I would be the flannel with the like Kool-Aid. You would there. have been the girl with the troll shirt on, with the flannel yes. around the waist, who was awkward. Uh, but then the popular kids took you in, and you became, or you, a not, not that you're like a sellout, or you're not really into what you're into. But I just, I can camouflage very well. Right, like you, you are one of those social chameleons who fits in almost everywhere but like the true you is 
that Brittany is, Murphy. It is pre makeover. Well, it's so weird because I was just thinking of this like when I was you know getting ready for us to sit down and do this, and I was like, you and I went to the same high school, mm-hmm. and in the same era, like mm. there was a couple years mm. difference. As you want to make that such a bigger deal than it is. Um, so you graduated just the year before I started high school. Mm-hmm. But we had very different experiences. Mm-hmm. Which makes me very sad. But I got along with everybody. I was friends with every social group. Um, and I had, you know, certain people that I was a lot closer to, but... Social chameleon absolutely fits me in high school because I could go hang out with like the super preppy kids after a football game at a party and be fine. And I could go do like witch shit with the goth kids and hang out in graveyards. Like I had jinkos. Like I was a weird kid, but I, I got along with everyone. Um, you... Didn't have the same experience, which makes me very sad. But. But it's hard. No, who would ever be afraid of you? And I think that's the difference. Because people were afraid of me. Oh, no. Because they had perceptions or they they just had, they were prejudices Mm -hmm. about how I dressed or, you know, what I, my music and stuff like that. And like, you know. That is the difference. No one ever bothered to really get to know me because I was feared and like I had all these. And also, I'm not very open and I'm not very. Uh, uh, it, 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 I'm very introverted. Yeah, and and uh, I'm not super, and I'm still not super open with certain parts of my life and things like that. And that just drives people fucking nuts for some yeah. reason why can't i know all i of become you? right i become like this this creature of urban legend and the reality is the complete opposite for okay. most of it but at the same time like i don't care enough to try to correct anyone's perceptions of me because they can go fuck themselves so. it's very funny too because i've known you over 20 years at this point because i was Oh, God. It's like, yeah, it's like 21 years because I was 16 when I met you. So, or maybe even younger. I don't know. I thought of you as a specific type of person. And I was, you know, super nervous around you. And I was not afraid of you, but like intimidated by you because you were super cool and older and smart. And all of these things that you don't... You're making your face right now and it makes me laugh. Every fucking person listening to this is making the same face right now. (laughs) No, they're not. (laughs) But, like, I legit, for, I don't know, at least a decade of my knowing you, thought that you were this huge, like, ladies' man. Oh, for Christ's sake. You need to cut this. (laughs) I can't. Like... If, if people are listening to this in their cars, you're causing accidents right now because There's, they're laughing so hard. They're running off not. the road. But I will say, like, I don't think it's a bad thing to, like, kind of keep part of yourself. Like, me being the social chameleon, like, I felt like I was never who I really am. Hmm. I mean, and we've talked about that since we've gotten this house. And, you know, I, I tell you all the time, like, I feel like I'm myself for the first time in my entire life, which is sad at 37 that I'm just now me. So I get kind of keeping who cares what other people think. Like, it took all of my life to get to that point. Um, it didn't take me long. <laughs> and you shouldn't care. I don't. But I did most of my life. So, even with my weird shit, like, when the craft came out and I was like, I'm going to call the corners and have Mm. a coven. (laughs) And I was, like, head bitch in charge of this coven. Like, I was going to 
do shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't do shit, but. Um, What's well, funny, right? It's like, it's like um, whether you think it's a good thing or a bad thing or whatever, it's, it's amazing the power that movies have over people, right? And it's like, yeah. sometimes it's ridiculous, uh, but I think we're all, if you're into movies at all, I think all of us uh, are susceptible to that influence. And it's yeah. like, I remember specifically a kid uh, that I went to school with, and it was the year that Terminator 2 had come out. And he got in trouble for carving no fate into a desk at school. He was like a, one of the weird metalhead kids and stuff. Uh, but he like he watched Terminator 2, and then you know it goes to the the dream sequence that Sarah has, but she's carved no fate into that picnic table mm-hmm. at uh, Jorge's house or whatever his name was. I think it was Jorge. Enrique, sorry. Yeah. That sounded racist. It's not. I literally thought his name was Jorge, and then I remembered it's, it's Enrique and Uncle Bob. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> he he carved no fate into the into a desk, and I was just like, I could not possibly have rolled my eyes any harder. But uh, I do the same shit, right? It's like it's like it'll. I'll be sitting there like eating a. Uh, a whole fucking bag of pizza rolls, but fuck around and let a training montage in Rocky Four come on, and I'm outside like picking up rocks and shit. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> like it's so ridiculous, but like movies have this this magic to speak to something inside of us specifically that that you want to imitate it. Well, and I think part of that is because it's speaking to the part of us that is that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it normalizes it. Yes. Even if it's just for 90 minutes. Because while that may be, you know, for entertainment, like it's not real, for that time it is real. Mm-hmm. Like you escape, right? Right. I mean, and so being an angsty young girl who wasn't, Super, I wasn't unpopular, but I wasn't uh, the girls that all the boys wanted to talk to. I was just like their buddy. And so, like, there were some mean girls. And I was like, we could make their hair fall out. Like, like, <laughs> like that was me at 13. There was this girl who made this joke that I stuffed my bra and told the entire middle school gym. Sure. In seventh grade, eighth grade. And uh, I wished horrible things to happen to her. Nothing mm. did. I mean, she's probably miserable and old. And Aren't we all? Well, I'm, I'm no. I'm slightly old, but I'm, I'm not miserable. Um, but, you know... It's very telling of who I grew up to be when you start talking about witch movies and the yeah, crow. I, I have a... It's not an interesting history by any stretch of the imagination, but this is a movie that like I always knew existed. But it came out at a time where... I was like, oh, that's girl bullshit. Right. And so I didn't watch it. Uh, but then, you know, you get older and realize how stupid, you know, certain stigmas and and, and your thought processes and patterns are, are not, obviously, number one, not healthy, but also, like, kind of dumb. And uh, it just so happened that, like, I'm at the age to where all these like anniversaries of these movies are coming around and stuff. And then having a social media presence, even the smallest uh, of one as I have, it's, it was watching, uh, girl, females around my age get really excited about two specific movies that I've never seen. And, and 
and me having a daughter and thinking like, well, hey, if she's into this kind of stuff that I'm into, she probably would appreciate these things. So I need to, you know, be more proactive in, in showing her things that that females my age now are like, I grew up watching this and I loved it so much and, and I'd never seen it because it was girl bullshit. Right. Uh, and so the two, the two were the, the craft, uh, which I'd never seen, and Hocus Pocus, which I'd never seen. Um, and I enjoyed both when I watched them. Um, whenever uh, Best Buy put out that Blu-ray of Hocus Pocus and everybody was like, oh, you know, they, like it was selling out everywhere and shit like that. Uh, I got a copy and I was like, ooh, I'll show it to Katie. And then uh, we watched it and did not seem to impress her in the slightest. Uh, yeah. Partially because I don't feel like it ages particularly well. But at the same time, me being a kid from the time that it came out, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. And, and the same kind of thing happened with the craft. I was like, man, if I'd have watched this in high school, I'd have been all about this shit. Right. Because as an adult, I was like, this is pretty fucking good. I wish I had been watching it for and 30 years or whatever. It's funny that you are saying that. And, like, as we watched it tonight, I've seen it a million times as an adult, but I watched it tonight trying to be as unbiased towards it as I could be. Mm -hmm. Like, to remove, the, like, the, oh, it's, you know, the movie from when I was 13 and I thought I was a witch. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some, some of the things, there's some things in this movie that just make me cringy. Well, yeah. Um. That's every older movie, like, specifically. Dialogue. Sure. Some, but some way the the sentences are structured. I'm just like super puzzled. By there that. is some shockingly racist shit in this movie that yes. I've only ever seen it the one time, other than than tonight, and I did not remember it. And I was like, oh, and I think that's thank you 2020. But man, there is some not okay stuff in this movie, and I'm not. You know, the the king of the wokeness and stuff. Like, I just think most humans are garbage. So when, like, people say fucked up shit, I'm just like, yep. Right. Got it. Uh, I expect that. But, man. Like. Yeah. Like, just from the, when I watched it, I was like, two, three years ago, the first time I saw this. And I'm sure, I was like, oh. But it being 2020. When certain things were said, I was like, oh, Jesus, yeah. this is not okay. <laughs> it was surprising. Well, I mean, the fact that you looked at me, like, what? What, what did she say? say? <laughs> like, because it's so shocking to have that said. Which is, um, that's just sad that it takes 2020 to be what it is for that to shock me. I mean, I'm, again... When it was said when I watched it a few years ago, I'm sure I, re but I had, I had forgotten it, and then it, oh, it, it was so much worse today. Yeah. And I was just like, that's not okay. No. <laughs> um, and we we both laughed about the computer generated bugs and snakes. That was the only thing I remembered. I told you that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I remembered liking it. I remembered that uh, young blood girl turned evil yeah but i had completely forgotten the circumstance behind most of the movie yeah. i also forgot that uh skeet ulrich is super rapey in it I but I, the I, only thing i remembered was there being questionable cgi regarding some bugs and snakes and shit oh wow see it's funny because um i love scream and skeet ulrich anyway yeah but, like, he's so gross in this movie. Yeah. That Also horribly miscast as a preppy kid. Yeah, he's not the preppy kid. He should be on a motorcycle with a leather jacket, like, right. smoking cigarettes and, like, listening to Iron Maiden or something. Right, exactly. Like, that's that guy. Um, James Vanderbeek is the preppy kid. Like, exactly. Oh, my God. That. Of course Vanderbeek should have been... The Skeet Ulrich character in this movie. Right. I think, yeah. 
His face just looks to me like he would refuse to take no from a woman. I, he just looks like that dude. Like the rapey dude? Yeah. Yeah. Well. I didn't watch Dawson's Creek, though, so I maybe, my, my not the perception dude. of him is basically from Angus. And I never forgave him for that shit. So oh, God. I love that movie so much. I think that's where my hatred for Vanderbeek comes from. Um, yeah, no, he'd have been a great rapey dude mm -hmm. in the craft. But, you know what? I mean, it's, it is a little... That scene of her running uphill mm. and him, like, kind of attacking her. Please don't bring up the running. Running? <laughs> you you were the one who called it out, but then I couldn't not notice oh, it for the oh, rest of the movie. Oh, her running. Oh, yes. Um, God. And you're such a gentleman. Look at you. You're not even going to say anything. Um, no. Okay, so obviously it's a different time. It's whatever. Uh, Sarah's running through an alley, and all of her clothes are super fitted. And her chest is large. And she's, like, running from, you know, the witch shop or whatever. And it's just bouncing boobies. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently some people didn't notice that until I said it. Nope. So then after that, all he saw was bouncing boobies running down an alley. Because, oh, my God. Whoever directed this. Which yeah. is so skeevy because these are not... They may be not underage, but they're not that old. And this dude, whoever it was, took every opportunity to put these well-endowed young girls into the most skin-tight clothing he could possibly find in wardrobe, right? Yeah. And, then, and then make them run a lot. And I was like, good God. Yeah. So, <sighs> I mean, so I've necessary. always noticed that. I don't know why. I mean... Kudos to you for not being a pervy dude that's like boobies. Because I've always known like Sarah's boobs are super visible in that scene. And several others, but... I mean, the whole goddamn movie. Right? It's, it's boobs. Um, specifically like Nev Campbell comes in. Like Bonnie comes back from getting her mm, scars removed. Her Freddy Krueger back. Yeah, and like... She has on her super tight white t-shirt and mm. she pulls her jacket off in like the perfect way to be like, hey, look at my boobs. And these dudes are like, hi, Bonnie. Like, ugh. Gross. But anyway, um, yeah, I guess some of the, the icky dialogue, you know, I, I could overlook now. Because it's right. so nostalgic for me. That is exactly that. Like I said, it, this might be the most 90s thing I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, it's very 1996. Like, it is. It is the epitome of me being 13. But I didn't. I don't think it's cringy. I, it's endearing to me how 90s it is. The, the, the cringiness comes from like... There's a scene and I can't remember. It's Sarah speaking to... Uh, Chris, yeah, they're sitting at picnic tables, and the other three girls are across the courtyard or whatever. Mm. And she says something, and it's the the tone isn't right. Like mm. it's the instead of the inflection being at the end of the sentence mm. and a question, it's like at the beginning. It's not just it's just wrong, and they should have right. fixed it. And it bothers me. <laughs> and then I remembered it bothered me at thirteen. Right. Well, see, and that's the thing, right? We talk about nostalgia and then looking at things through, you know, glasses and stuff like that. But I've always said this because I love movies. And I think it doesn't matter what year a movie came out. If it's a good movie, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think all these people who are busting a nut over the host, I think time's going to tell on that movie. It's, it's okay. It's not, it's good. It's not a bad movie. It's just not 100%. Rotten Tomatoes or whatever the fuck you call all that stupid shit these days. It's not the most amazing thing I've seen in 2020 by any fucking stretch. All right. It's unfriended meets paranormal activity. Um, and some of the gags work. Some of them don't for me and stuff like that. But 
if a movie's good, then a movie's good. It doesn't matter what year it came out. Sure, the clothes might look weird. The dialogue might come across in a different way. But I can watch uh, Dracula from fucking the 30s. Yeah. And in 2020, that's a good movie. It doesn't matter. It's not, oh, that's good for a 1938 movie or whatever year it was. It's just a good movie. And like, that's the way it all works. And that's what that's, this is a good movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a product of its time. Sure. And, and the technical limitations from the effects are, are but the same things like the thing, right? You watch the thing now it's fucking like mind blowingly good. And it always will be. It doesn't matter what year it is. No. You know, and, and, you know, to speak about effects and then immediately bring up the thing isn't necessarily fair, you know, specifically in I this mean, case to this movie. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, this was cutting edge shit when it came out. It was. Like, it was a big deal. Yeah. Like, the lightning at the beach. Like, I mean, it's... You're right. It's very much a product of its time. And... When I start thinking about, like, it being a good movie regardless of when it was made. Yes, it will, it will always be a, one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've, you know, we've talked about that too. Like, you said it, regardless of when a movie was created, like, if it's a good movie, it's still a good movie. We've talked about that being, like, regardless of if a person of color directs a movie or a woman. But if a movie is good... Yeah. It's just good. Well, I, yes, 100%. And, and it, for, for as much as I say it doesn't matter if it's a person of color, it doesn't matter if it's a woman, uh, a movie is a good movie. But there are examples, uh, obviously, of that difference being what makes something more interesting or a better movie. Mm. So, you know, you can take a movie... And let any generic regular dude direct the movie. And it's probably going to be okay. But sometimes it, it, it's that perspective shift that makes something that would have been mediocre more special or, or more interesting. You know, just having, you know... Uh, but the whole thing is, don't make that the agenda. That's what irritates me. Yeah. If you're a creator, it doesn't matter, you know, what your gender is or what color you are or any of that bullshit. It's about having, you know, you using your voice, your perspective to tell a story. And that is the, I would rather not know where it's coming from and just be like, that was fucking amazing. I mean, I've seen things that are, you know, told from a girl perspective or from a young woman's perspective that I swore would have been directed by a woman Mm -hmm. that a dude directed. Fuck, Stephen King does. Stephen King. Well, he wrote Carrie. Right. He he has, he's very in tuned to, you know, uh, his female characters are almost always amazing. Yeah. Very powerful. You know, he, he. tells stories with women in them um and from a perspective that i think resonates with women more so than if he just wrote every woman to be you know dumb um well i mean women be shopping you know shit like that right well one of the biggest things like when i first got into reading stephen king I read Rose Matter, which is horrible for a kid to read. Uh, But she starts off like a defeated woman and becomes this powerful, unstoppable force. Mm -hmm. Like, that shit's, like, big Mm -hmm. for a young woman to read. Like, I can go through some bad shit and then come out the other side and be like, fuck all y'all. Yeah. I'm going to rule the world now. Okay. Like, I'm all for that. But, you're right. This is a good movie. The Craft isn't bad. Mm-mm. I mean, given 
limitations from time, when it was created, whatever. Um, I mean, I'll watch it every year. I do watch it at least once a year, specifically around this time of year. Sure. Um, along with another movie that you have never seen that we will watch possibly this week, which is Practical Magic. Um, and for anyone who knows me, this is going to be kind of weird because it is very much like chick flick territory. Mm -hmm. Um, and people who have known me for a while know that that's not really my forte. Like there's a short list of rom-coms and chick flicks that I watch. This is on that list. Okay. Um, like this and 27 Dresses. (laughs) I don't know why I like that movie so much, but it's freaking hilarious. Never seen either one of them. Wow. I own both of them. Uh, but Practical Magic was, is, it's about witches. Obviously, I have a theme here. I like witchy things. Mm-hmm. But Practical Magic is um, kind of a family thing for me. Like, my mom and her sister, and then me and my sisters, we all watch this movie, like, around Halloween. Mm-hmm. And they would make margaritas. Like, there's a whole thing. You'll see when you watch it. But, like, the midnight margaritas and, like, it's a tradition. Mm-hmm. And also, like, my mom and her sister kind of, you know, got into some witchy shit with me back in the day. So, it is what it is. Hopefully, my mom's not mad for me saying that, you know, publicly. Let me call my mother out. Um... But, I mean, these are kind of the things that made me, and I think it's it's a little, like, outside of my comfort zone to be like, this is something that I love very much. You should watch it. And then wait for your reaction to be like, oh, this is horrible. Mm. And I wonder, do you feel like that when you show me something that I haven't seen that you love? Yes and no. It... it, it 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 kind of depends, I guess. No, it don't, no, I don't care. I mean, I guess if I show somebody something, not you specifically, but like, it, it depends because it's weird. Uh, there's just certain things that I love, and I don't understand how anybody could not love them. I don't know. Uh, uh, but it's like, so it's like, I sent this thing to to Brandon one time. It was like a meme. And it was like, uh, it was like when you show your friend this movie that you love and they don't like it at all. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom of the meme was like, I guess I'll just go fuck myself then or <laughs> something like that. Right. <laughs> and I've had that, I've, I've had that happen before with Brandon specifically, <laughs> but like most people and it's like. It's like, okay, that's how I gauge the bar, right? Right. Like, how weird are you willing to get with me and stuff like that? Because, like, I like some weird shit. And uh, if I love something and I care enough about another human to... Because I get asked all the fucking time. And God damn it, it gets on my nerves. And it's not. I don't begrudge anyone for it. I get it. I'm known for certain things. Uh, but, and it happens this time of year a lot. Yeah. I'll get this text. What's a good horror movie on Netflix? And I'm like, well, how fucking nuts do you want to get, man? Because I know you don't like this shit any other time of the year. So it's like, I don't want to suggest something that's going to make like your hair turn white and stuff like that because you'll never talk to me again. I, I don't care, but I'm just saying... Some people revel in that, and I don't, because I would, I would much more uh, appreciate or enjoy maybe suggesting something to someone who never would have hit play on it, and they're like, that was fucking great, because maybe that's going to spark an interest, All and right. you'll watch more horror movies, you know, whatever it is. And it's not that I give a fuck, because I'm going to watch whatever I want anyway, but it's like, if I could recommend something to someone, and it you know, spark an interest in them uh, to watch more genre stuff and 
you know, this, this thing that is very important to me, uh, then I, I like that more than, than suggesting something that's going to make somebody like vomit or, you know, mm-hmm. like question every decision they've ever made in their life. And so, because that's the shit that I look for now as desensitized as I am, but like, I know that not everybody needs that and that's just going to turn them off of it forever. Right. Well, I mean, and, and this, it's, it's funny because we talked a little bit last time about my youngest son who has displayed a huge interest like in the last year and a half or so about wanting to watch movies like mm. just film in general he's super into mm-hmm. and um he pretty much like will go to you and be like what should i watch and then he goes away with the list of things and then he watches that list of things and um like, but see, and that's so that's such a delicate thing, right? Somebody who's who's just getting into like wanting to be like more of a cinephile, which I hate that word, but somebody who's just getting more into movies and stuff, right? But like not just you know, uh for lack of a better way to say it, like you know, from our childhood or like us coming up, like Friday nights when you what you did what? We went to the movie store. You went to the movie store or rented anything. Whatever was the new popular thing, right? But like... I mean, I went... I would re-rent horror movies. But to be more... Be like more interested in getting into film outside of just, hey, it's Friday. I'm going to go rent a movie and just rent whatever, you know, bullshit was the new hotness. But actually like forming, you know, your tastes and what you're going to be into and maybe, you know, for whatever it is, if it's you know, action stuff and you want cheesy stuff or you want like the, you know, the, you know, whatever. But it's like, if he's like, I want to watch a horror movie because he watched Hocus Pocus, let's just say. Ooh, and I'm like, great. Hereditary next. Oh God. And it's like, no, like, why would you do that? Cause they're never going to watch another movie probably. Well, see, and that's the thing like, about, about this. Like you have to like, it's like baby steps. He, his I want to watch more movies was like on his own he decided to watch Parasite and then we watched it together Mm. and like he went down the list of movies and it was then he did watch Hereditary Mm. Um, because I think I watched it for the first time a year and a half ago maybe because you suggested that Mm. and it messed me up yeah. And then my kids like I want to watch it and I was like no, you probably don't want to watch that. But he he did and he loved it. Yeah. Um like midsummer, he was the same way about that. Um so I'm wondering like he's 15, are these the movies that are going to shape my kid like Well, I, yeah, I think so, but like at the same time, he's the the exception to the world. He is the one that I would be like if you like that, then you need to watch this, stuff like that. But it's like, he's not, you know, uh, Facebook friend number 987 yeah. who just knows that I like horror movies and wants me to tell them what to watch on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. And so I have to think about it, like, from the terms that, like, you know, 11 months out of the year, it's fucking Hallmark and, you know, horse Ew. shit. And then this one time, they want me to tell them something to watch. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not so much of an asshole that I'm like, I would get off on suggesting something that, that you know, fucked me up. And I know they can't handle. Like, yeah. I just don't do that. No. Well, I mean, I still so, haven't watched a Serbian film for a reason. Because yeah. you were very honest with me about, like, how, that, how bad that was. And I was like... The, the lengthy oh, answer yeah. to your question is, that I guess it depends on the person. That's the short well, I answer I mean, if to I you. hated Rad, <gasps> would that hurt you? Yes. Okay. I don't, obviously, but that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, so The Craft, Practical Magic, Clueless, we already know we both. That's, that's I unapologetically love that movie. Right? Me too. Uh, the Crow... Like, I know where we stand on those, but, but like, Practical Magic, like, if you hate that movie, it's going to hurt me. 
I hate Sandra be... Bullock, so that's oh, I already got oh, one strike against it. Oh. I'm sorry. She makes movies for people like my mother, not me. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, because she outside makes, like, the Lifetime <laughs> Outside of Demolition Man and I oh, guess God. to some extent Speed, although Speed is more my mom's jam than mine. Except for she forgot what it was called. Steel. Steel, yeah. She went to go pick up steel from Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's that's going to be fun. I'm going to make you watch that. It's gonna, You're going to hate it, and I'll cry. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> Not necessarily, because I like that uh, that Natalie Portman jam where she has a baby at Walmart. That really? Was, that's a good-ass movie. Oh, God. I've never watched that. Oh, it's great. What is the name of that movie? Fuck if I remember, but I remember liking it. Oh, my God. And she ends up with Forney. Ooh, spoiler. Sorry. I mean, I don't even know what... what like. Forget I, I said that. I know what the movie is, but I, where the heart is? Yeah, something like that. Some heartland, some bullshit. I don't remember. Oh, God. Good movie, though. I mean, I just think I'll, like that just falls into like Hallmarky movies, and I don't know. It is. Those. So, um... Still Magnolias. Never seen it. I love that movie. Oh. Fried Green Tomatoes. Love, I do love Fried Green Tomatoes. Come on, son. And the movie, but I also love Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh, I don't like the food, but I love the movie. I love both. Tom Skerritt's fucking great in it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess... What? You were going to make me watch Steel Magnolias, too. Hell yeah, I am. Damn it. I have gone 37 years with my mother begging. Well, sorry. It's fine. You can, you can like... State claim to the fact that you got me to do it. <laughs> she couldn't. <laughs> Years. Um, but, I mean, I, I guess, you know, we're shaped by that. Like, I, and that's probably why it would hurt me. Or why it would hurt you if I didn't like Rad. But, I mean, I watched Who could Rad. Who not before. like Rad? I don't know, because I watched it long before I knew you were a person. And then totally forgot about it until I, <laughs> you were like, do you remember this? And I was like, what? And then we watched it and I was like, holy shit. Yes, I remember this. Oh my God. Like songs came back to me. Oh. Them dancing on the bikes and the... That at the right. Oh, yes. But, um... So, Festival of the Lost was going on. Yeah. Have I don't care about the mummy shit. Yeah, it's it's... This year is very much Eververse heavy with literally all the things to get. And there's no... I'm sorry, we're talking about Destiny now, by the way. Yeah, my bad. Not Steel Magnolias. <laughs> um, yeah, Festival Lost is Destiny's Halloween thing. And it's it's my favorite time Me too. of the year to play Destiny. And typically there's like... There's always like the, the Halloween themed like armor sets and stuff like that. But typically there's also at least a weapon that you can only get from the festival that you are grinding for. And this year, there is not. There's no new gun. There are new what armor sets. Last year it was Werewolf. Braytech Werewolf. Yeah, the year before it. that was the horror story. Like, I was super excited I got Werewolf last year. Um, mm -hmm. I got my broom. Yep. Oh, it's great. It, it, I say Eververse heavy like that's a bad thing. I love the cosmetics, and obviously, in Destiny. Destiny's just dress up for me. It's yeah, like, I remember having like paper dolls. This is kind of the equivalent. It's exactly that. It's digital paper dolls for my badass, you know, characters and stuff. And uh, this year, but it's like, again, it's 2020. Like everything is disappointing this year. So they're all working from home, stuff like that. So everything, you know, the, the new expansion got pushed back. So I, I sort of want to give them a pass, but at the same right. time, like... If you don't have a new gun, just don't have a new gun. That's fine. And if, you know, most of the content from the the event is, is cosmetic, there's nothing wrong with that either. Just give us an opportunity to get it by just playing. Because I love the Haunted yeah. Forest. But there's no reason to go through it this year other than that I love the Haunted Forest. Well, I mean, and we've talked about that because I know you're going to get the the mummy ghost the sparrow you already bought the ghost and i have all the ciphers now to buy the other two well and see that was the thing like 
I don't have a need to get the ciphers. I'll just run Haunted Forest mm. because that is fun to me. I Yeah, I love it too. But. I enjoy that, but I have no desire to go out and do patrols and strike. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm going to do the strikes anyway, but I'm not going to go do patrols just to get ciphers, just to go to the Haunted Forest and unlock these extra chests. Which are new this year to the Haunted Forest. So that's that's the whole thing. If anyone's not playing, um, there the you, you, basically the haunted forest is the infinite forest, but like in dark mode. So and there's like pumpkins and like skeletons and shit all over. And it. really pretty candles. Yes, but but the the gameplay loop is you go through uh, the infinite forest Halloween version and you kill enemies to fill up a percentage bar. And once you get to 100, you're transported into a boss encounter. And you kill the boss, and then you start back over. And that's called clearing a branch. And the, the idea is, in, in your, it's a 15-minute timer for every time you go in there. So the timer only stops after you kill the boss and until you start the next branch. So the idea is to get as far, kill as many bosses as you can and get as many branches cleared as you can. And at the end, you go into a room where there's a chest at the end. And up until this year, it was one chest and you get candy and chocolate strange coins, which is what you use to buy the stuff from Ava or, you know, whatever, like the cosmetic stuff. Right. Uh, and this year they added uh, a bunch of because there's no new gun the other thing was you clear X amount of branches you get the new weapon this year with there being no new weapon they have given you the opportunity to earn masks and shaders and the guns from previous festivals but with random rolls which was uh, before they were a set roll like a perk on, on each gun this time it's the same gun but you have an opportunity to get different rolls different perks on them in order to get those though there are these five other chests behind the chest that drops the candy and the, the coin but you have to have a cipher decoder to open those chests and those things you mm. get from playing the game uh, but the drop rate on them is such that you need 45 total to get all of the new stuff. And uh, the drop rate is was atrociously bad when it first, and people were freaking out. And so they changed it to where before, when you did get one, you only got one. Now you get two. That was their fix. It was to double the amount you get. People are still not happy about it. Well, I mean, I think the reason I was like, eh, is because I get not maybe not every time you do something you get some, but I did like eight patrols and got nothing. Mm. That's and like then strikes did a strike too. and got one. Right. And then I went back and was like, well, maybe I'll try a patrol again because I only have this much time. And I got nothing. And mm. I did one more patrol and I got it on that one. Mm. And I was like, Jesus, like, do I just want to waste the time and go ahead and do a strike? Because that's when, like, it's been more consistent that I would get, you know, them to drop from strikes. And I was like, well, I don't have that kind of time because I'm playing before I go to work. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, and then I thought about it. I was like, why am I even doing it? Do I care about the mummy stuff? No. Right. I'm just going to go buy my vampire costume. Yeah. And right. That's and that's, how that's I feel. you know, that, that's somewhat disappointing. The only way to get the, the. I guess they're ornaments now is what you would call them. I still call them armor sets, but the fact that you can apply the ornaments to any any armor and still look however you want to look is great, but I still call it armor sets. But yeah, the, the only way to get them is is to either spend bright dust or actual money, like buy silver and then buy them that way. I, mean, I, I, I wish they were earnable. Yeah, I do too. You know, that used to be the way it worked. Um, I mean, but I've I get never it. spent money on Destiny, but I really want the vampire thing. The thing, yeah, the thing and is, I will though, spend money it's like, on it. they're self-published now, uh, and they're trying to, you know, cut everybody a paycheck for their hard work, so I get it. I'll absolutely spend money. I mean, I've, I've but, played this game more than any other game 
probably ever. Yeah. So. But, you know, it's, it not? is what it is. It's still fun. It's still, at least they still do a Halloween event, you know. Yeah. Everything having to be games as a service now means, you know, it's always, there should always be shit to do. And so these special events are fun. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of the dawning, which is their like Christmas slash New I Year's like the thing. Dawning. I like baking the cookies, and which is as stupid as it sounds. Like I, I, I like doing that. <laughs> really? I do, but I hate the armor sets. I never like them. I love. Uh, I actually still wear a dawning armor set sometimes. Yeah, I don't like them. I don't like the it's color beautiful. scheme, the white and the, the, the light blue and gold and all that shit. It's just not kind of my aesthetic, but. I mean, I'm a floaty warlock girl, like, mm -hmm. awoken, that is purple and, like, mm -hmm. yeah, iridescent. Yeah, no, it's me all day. Yeah. But I do, the Festival of the Lost is way head and shoulders above the dawning for me. Like, it is my favorite. Dawning's fun, but whatever. Festival of the Lost is where it's at. I do like riding around in, in a... Santa sleigh for a sparrow. That that actually. I don't change mine though. I I only change. I I typically use the same stuff, but I for the dawning I do ride in the sleigh. Oh, That's the I one always... time I'll change my specifically my hunter's sparrow, because I always use the the Valentine's the rose one. Rose petals. So I can yeah so rose petals fly out the back of it when I ride it but. Yeah. Maybe, um, I just use my broom, which, you know, mm -hmm. again, since I always have wanted to be a witch, I guess this is how I get to do it in my life. I will just ride a broom in a video game. And on that, um, I think it's, you know, it's getting close to that hour mark, which we try to stay under. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to hopefully convince you to watch a movie that I love and you will probably I'm hate. happy to watch it. Um, Obviously. And then we need to get on the list of other movies to watch yeah. for this spooky season. I know. There's so many that I watch every year. And I've been watching new stuff. Uh, and I've seen some some bangers. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh uh, one of which, uh, for werewolves, was my most anticipated move of the year, and we got a screener for it. So that was very exciting. So shout out to Zareem uh, from whatever you know uh, publicist firm or whatever it is that he worked for, who who sent me the email that I flipped my shit over when I saw the movie. They were like available for review and i was like what fuck yeah so awesome. look forward to that we're on uh, embargo uh until the second so unfortunately uh anyway it doesn't matter i wanted to do like a, a big halloween episode but it doesn't like that's gonna happen so um it actually falls to where i will be off on halloween weekend so uh we should have another our next episode should fall on halloween weekend yeah technically it'd be like el dia de los muertos when we record um which is super exciting because it's my favorite time of year um but i think you know i don't have much else going on i'm just i'm working you're working no, it's work but it's it's spooky time my favorite time of year so i've been watching a fuck ton of movies and despite most of this year being fucking terrible like i am and i didn't expect to be but i'm super into spooky mode enjoying my october and uh yeah i think that's important because everything else sucks so if there's something that historically has brought you happiness then i think this year it's very important to embrace that and make the best out of it. So that's what I've been doing. Well, so. absolutely. I mean, if we need to make Spooktober for the rest of this year. Right? Let's just fucking do it. It doesn't have to end on October 31st. Hell no. I will live my best spooktacular life. Mm-hmm. And be happy. 
Um, so you're going to watch Practical Magic. I'm going to go down the laundry list that we made just looking at your Blu-ray collection. Um, probably going to watch sports because it's that. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Unfortunately, there's no. This is like the greatest month on earth for so many reasons, but not the least of which is like football comes back and then hot on the heels of that historically it's supposed to be hockey season yeah, we have to wait uh, but we have to wait till january this year uh but exactly. hockey just ended so which typically it would have ended you know way before yeah uh well and i was super happy like your oldest and my youngest kind of got in super into hockey yeah just sports in general yeah yeah but, yeah like, they will sit and watch hockey and football with us. Yeah. And get into it. Like, I know yeah. the fact that Corey was, like, super into watching Flyers games with me. That was mm -hmm. kind of that was kind of a big deal to me. Yeah. So, I look forward to that. But, um, yeah. No, we can make Spooktober last forever. And we'll come back with what you thought of Practical Magic. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I'm so I know nervous. people can't wait. Why am I so nervous for that? That's stupid. Um, and then whatever we decide that I need to watch first from the list, but whatever it is, I know it will be great and interesting. So, um, and then obviously we'll play some more Festival of the Lost. I'm probably giving up on ciphers. I'm just gonna do haunted forest runs because that's what makes me happy. And like you said, why not just do what makes you happy, right? Yep. So, I hope you guys will do the same. Just do whatever makes you happy. And try to live your best life in the chaos that exists right now. And think about other people who are also trying to live their best life. And just be kind. Because I forgot how bad people could be until I went back to work and got cussed out by an old man. But that's whatever. So just be nice to people. That's all I'm gonna say. You got anything? Yeah, just this time of year is special for a lot of us, um, particularly because you know I'm a horror nerd, and most of the people that I associate with are too. But even those of us who aren't, just support people in their, you know, in, in anyone who's who's trying to do content or, or be creative or do anything. You know, not maybe not just for other people to enjoy, but just for themselves to try to stay sane. Uh, Listen to podcasts, listen to your friends, you know, uh, you know, specifically like shout out to Jace, shout out to, uh, on level playing field, J75, uh, the gene pool variety hour, you know, my buddy head gamer, uh, you know, we're all in this and we're all living the same horrible existence. And so people who are just doing whatever they can to, uh, to entertain or to, be creative in, you know, using their free time uh, to express themselves like that. Man, just be supportive. Just listen to what they do. Watch the stuff they make. You know, uh, appreciate their content. Appreciate them using their time to attempt to make this fucking horrible world, you know, a little bit better. If not for anyone else, then for themselves. Um there's a lot of really, really cool, creative people doing stuff right now, and that's very important, I think. I agree. So, you know, I mean, don't make people feel like they're just screaming into the void. Like, let people know that you enjoy what they're doing, because that's important. Well, I think, you know, it's really easy because I listen to a lot of kind of bigger name podcasts, too. Mm -hmm. Like... I've been kind of on my King cast lately. The King cast is fantastic. Oh, I love it so much. They are so wonderful. Yep. Um, but they're kind of, you know, a big yeah. thing. Sure. Um, the Scrubs rewatch Fake yes. Doctors Real Friends. Fake Doctors like, Real Friends is so good. I binged that driving to work and back right. when I first, you know, started working in the new store. Um, but lately, it's it's been more of like gene pool variety hour i've been you know i want because i know him like right it, it it's a little bit different like it's a little bit more personal personal yeah 
as yeah, well as so when you know he talks there. about family things or you know things with his son oh the baron on. yeah like it's baron baltimore come on oh, if you're dude. not following him oh my god on instagram you are missing out it is fucking fantastic like i've had like i had one of the worst days ever and baron baltimore posted an insta video that made me almost pee my pants laughing (laughs) exactly went from being like on the verge of like a serious breakdown and then nope just pee your pants (laughs) laughing uh like we have some amazing friends who are amazingly talented yep and I'll probably just need to link all of them. That's that's probably the best way absolutely to do this. Absolutely, you should. You should. You um, should absolutely go to every single thing that we link from this show. Yes. And just sit in awe. Give them all your love. At how admiration. talented our friends are. And you know, tell everyone else how wonderful they are. That exactly. Like share it with your friends that our friends are awesome. Like that's what you should do. Yep. Um. But I think with that, that's all we really had mm-hmm. for this episode. Um, I'm going to put in practical magic. <sighs> um, but enjoy yourselves. Take care of each other. We love you guys. Stay safe.